Hi there, I'm Richard. I'm the senior pastor of Every Nation Auckland City. We are a multicultural, multi-generational, socially responsible church that makes disciples. We hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. That was quite an intro. Thank you, Pastor We are Very honored by that. That's amazing. I thought I'd just grab my guitar and just kick off with a quick song, if you don't mind. So I wrote this tune when I was a teenager, and um, I was just, I sat down one day and I thought, what does God want to say to me? And I'll just write it down. And this is what came out. So um, hope you enjoy it. it it's, it's known as a song called Renegade Fighter, but it's also AKA that song from the Rebel Sport ad a few years ago. So. <laughs> Can I walk here beside you? Can I speak your name? Can I just be here? Can I speak in anger? Can I speak in shame? Can I just be here? I'm a lover, I'm a winner, I'm a fighter. Gonna set your soul on fire. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's me. Uh, kia ora, koutou, everyone. Thank you for having me here. It's such, a, it's such an honor to be able to come in and um, steal the, the pulpit off uh, Pastor Richard. Whew, it's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> I'm just going to put my guitar down. Hold on. Um, so, a little bit about me so you don't have this stranger yakking at you uh, for the morning. My name is Nathan King. I'm, I'm a, a musician. Uh, I have a background in music, but also a long history with World Vision as well. I uh, just love what they do. Uh, I have an amazing wife and three children, and I'm just going to intro them to you now with a, a quick photo. Uh, should come up there in a second. That's, the, that's my young kids, right? They're a little older than that now. But um, growing up, you know, this was the sort of thing that, that we had. It was just like lovely and peaceful. No, that's not true. The next slide shows you a little bit more of, of this, is, this is the reality of, of our young family. They, they were just chaos and carnage. It was just ridiculous. Um, so we, we had our children way too close together, and, and it was just, it was mental. However, um, we, had, we had an extra little challenge thrown in there. Our son, who uh, is on the on the left, yes, on the left, um, Theo, he's a special man, and he has autism, ADHD, ODD, a whole lot of acronyms, um, he, he recently, a few months back, featured in a TVNZ documentary called Kids Wired Differently, uh, he, well, it's been a challenge, I'm telling you that, we've had uh, a long and interesting journey uh, growing our family, but especially with that thrown in the mix, it's, um, it's been a challenge, 
And I'm, I'm actually super grateful, though, that um, through it all, I think there are stats saying that you know, up to 70% of families that are living with a child with a disability end up breaking apart. And um, my wife and I are 21 years married and um, still going strong. Praise God. That's awesome. Um, now, I'm glad I can actually be here this, this morning because if, if the dates had been just a few months different, uh, it would have been a different story. I took Theo, who is very keen on trampolining, out for a special trip. I took him down to Queenstown. And there, there is a place called Sight Trampoline Park where snowboarders practice their tricks in the off-season and so forth. But there's all, they've got these powerful trampolines. Nowhere else in New Zealand. He wanted to go there. I thought, sure, let's do this. Uh, he, he got his tricks together. And I, I want to show you now a, a video of him. This is a quadruple backflip that he did while we were down there. Check this out. <laughs> he was stoked about that. That was amazing. Right. But the thing is, uh, about, I don't know, 20 minutes later, he thought, I'm going to try that trick again. He'd done it a couple of times. He was like, third time, give it another go. And um, he did exactly that. But when he landed, there was a noise, and his right femur was snapped in half. So this next slide shows you us uh, getting a helicopter uh, from Queenstown to Invercargill to Southland Hospital. Uh, next slide shows poor old Theo there in traction. It was rough. And then, do you know what? The most amazing thing, though, I'm so grateful for our health system in New Zealand. Uh, we were down there in Invercargill for maybe a week, um, waiting for operation, got, getting healed up. But then we had to get back to Auckland, and he couldn't go on a normal flight. So... Thank you to all of you for paying ACC. <laughs> they flew a private jet down to Invercargill, picked us up, and took us back home. There's a shot of him on the, on the plane there on the next slide, um, being so well looked after. It was amazing. I was just so grateful. So, um, yeah, it's, it's all healing up well, and everything is looking good. But, um, boy, that was a little bit of a fright. Now, that was all very amazing, but something even more amazing than that is that I can confirm, in Invercargill, they still have a United video store. <laughs> you can rent VHS tapes. <laughs> it was so funny. It was awesome. So, uh, like was mentioned, my, my background was Zed. Um, I love to perform, and, and we get out and about. There's one, two, three shots of us doing, um, doing our thing on stage. You flick to the next one as well. The bigger the crowd, the better. It's a lot of fun. Um, we've been, yeah, really honored. And ama it's been amazing to have these chances to play in front of really big crowds. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think in a, in, a, in a subtle way, we've just been able to share a little bit of God's, of his heart, but not, not in an overt way, because we know our, our job as a band is, is doing that in, in, a, in a gentle way. So it's been amazing. It's been really fun. And uh, I felt like it's been a, just a, a thing that I've been called to do. And, and, and there's been a lot of blessing through that. Um, our history with World Vision goes back, and my history goes back to, 90, I think, 1998. We were performing at, a, in a, at a, a venue, something like this, and at the back of the, the, the stadium, wherever we were, uh, there was a bunch of organizations. World Vision were one of them. And we were only 18 years old at the time, I think, and 19 maybe. 
we were wandering around after soundcheck, said hello to the World Vision crew, who were very friendly, and um, got chatting about spon like ch sponsoring a child and the concept. I hadn't come across that concept before. I thought it sounded really cool. And I chatted with the rest of the band, and we decided, hey, you know what? We're, we're just poor musicians. We're teenagers. We can't afford to sponsor a child on our own. But how about if all three of us connect, connect together and sponsor a child as a band? Great idea, right? Only thing was, they had to, someone had to hand over their credit card, and that was me. And um, the boys never paid me back for that. So that's how I got my first sponsored child through World Vision, which was, you know, slightly not the way I expected, but I'm, I'm actually really stoked that it all went that way because uh, since then I've uh, loved everything that World Vision do and I've had some amazing experiences seeing firsthand the work that they do, which I want to share with you soon. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to honor someone very special to me in my life. You can flick on to the next slide. This is uh, my brother-in-law, Mark. Now, Mark uh, is an amazing guy. He has, for the past 30 years, uh, you may have seen him in Newmarket selling chocolate. Now, um, he, he does this because he has a huge heart and he wants to sponsor children and do what he can to help those less fortunate than himself. And that is his words. He's, he's sold over five tons of chocolate. Uh, I think that equates to over 50,000 chocolate bars and over the 30 years. And he supports these five kids, as, as he says, like because he sees a need and he wants to support people that are having it tougher than him. Now, the thing is, Mark does this from his wheelchair. So he is an incredible hero of mine. I, I am just blown away by his heart, the fact that he, he's, he views life from such a selfless perspective. And um, I wrote this song for him, and I want to share it with you. It's called No Stopping You. Some people take things slow Take a step back when they should go But there's no stopping you No, there's no stopping you Now some people fall in line Take no chances and waste their time but there's no stopping you No, there's no stopping you And yes, I see grace I see the bravery in your face Your heart is straight and true There's no stopping you Now some people spend their lives Chasing dead ends and glittering lights But there's no stopping you No, there's no stopping you And yes, I see grace I see the bravery in your face Your heart, it is straight and true And there's no stopping you and yes, I see faith, 
Your heart, it is straight and true. There's no stopping you. No, there's no stopping you. There's no stopping. No, there's no stopping you. Hey, well, I don't know about you, but um, I find reading and watching the news these days to be quite overwhelming. Um, there's a lot of stories of, of crises, famine, war, and I've got to say, as, as a, a human race, we are, aren't we, so good at making misery for ourselves? Wouldn't you agree? It's, um, it's tragic, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to watch and it's hard to see. Uh, I remember as a youngster first sort of bumping into the whole concept of, of poverty and famine, and it was during the 1980s. Some of you may remember the Ethiopian crisis that happened back then. Um, Bob Geldof got involved, and we had, you know, Feed the World, Band-Aid, came together and, and tried to make a difference and, and did raise a lot of awareness and rose, raised a lot of money to help change the circumstances there. Uh, and that was probably one of the, the key reasons that I love music so much as well, is, is the, the power it has to bring people together and to change people's hearts. Uh, it's, a, it's a powerful thing. Uh, I remember being convinced that I needed to help as well as a kid. And so I convinced my mother that it would be a good idea if the Brussels sprouts she cooked me could be sent over to Ethiopia. And uh, I thought it was a genius plan. I didn't want them. And these people needed them. So... <laughs> Yeah. Damn, I hate Brussels sprouts. Oh. No, they're okay. You've you got to fry them. You've got to fry them, I think. Like, anyway. Anyway. So, mum explained to me how that was not going to work. All right. But I did, I did have that sense of kind of hopelessness and, and feeling like, oh, I really want to be able to do something and not, not having a way to do it. Um, feeling very much, yeah, powerless in those circumstances. You know, seeing malnutrition and starvation up close is an awful thing. Um, it's not something that, you know, at that level we witness here in New Zealand, but, man, I've seen it up close firsthand as well, and it is, it's not pretty. What kind of really bugs me is the fact that there's a certain part of the world who are dying from obesity, you know, and having too much food, and then there's another part of the world who, who are dying from not enough. And that balance, to me, it, it just doesn't, have the uh, the essence of, you know, the God, our Lord and and Savior's kingdom coming and His will being done. It's like that's not it's not happening when this happens, and we and we need to change it. You know, quite simply. Uh, I think for me, the big thing that World Vision does. You know, I joked about not, not being able to send my Brussels sprouts to people in Ethiopia, but for me, what World Vision does, it, it solves that conundrum for me of not being able to to help not being able to do something, being feeling powerless. It gives me a way in which I can do something about it. Now, in 2015, going back a few years now, I got an opportunity to, to go and visit a community called Luguru in Tanzania. And it was amazing. I went with uh, Jackie Clark, who's a friend of mine. And um, you may have 
heard her singing Christmas in the Park. She's a, a bit of a stalwart there, and she's been on TV doing various bits and pieces over the years. She's a fantastic human, got such a big heart, su such a beautiful person. Uh, but we got an opportunity to go with World Vision and see some of the work that they were doing. Now, I want to show you a, a short clip of us traveling there just for a couple of minutes, but um, I want to just draw your attention to a girl there in the video called Kaja, who you'll meet. Uh, and the, the thing for me that really stood out was Kaja, I got to know her story. She had uh, been doing her thing with mum and dad, herself and her young sister. And unfortunately, her mother passed on uh, at a certain point, which was a massive blow to the family. Uh, the problem was, immediately for Kaja, at age 12 years old, that meant she was the, the person in charge now of cooking, gathering firewood for meals, um, looking after her young sister, basically taking on the role of mum. And what I really noticed was you, you meet people in, in these places and even though things are hard, there's often just like joy and a spark in their eye, uh, especially when World Vision are involved because there's hope, there's, there's things to look forward to and things are often improving. Um, but man, meeting this girl, Kasia, was pretty heartbreaking. She, you'll see it. There's a, a real... Um, sense of heaviness there, and the fact that, in her words, which I want to sort of highlight to you, um, she says, it's hard to see a future for me and my family, but we pray things will change. So check out this clip. Um, that was 2015. Fast forwarding now to 2023, and World Vision are really at the end of a cycle of helping these people out of poverty, and things have improved radically. So... I think we should just praise God for that. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, Matthew 25, it says, I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Those are just the simple, beautiful words of Jesus, but they, they sum up what World Vision is all about. So, put, put technically, extreme poverty is measured as living on less than $1.90 per day. And, you know, for decades, uh, the people, number of people living in extreme poverty was, sl has slowly but surely been reducing. Things have been improving, which is fantastic. Since 1990, the number of children under the age of five that we've been losing that have been dying to poverty and hunger and disease has more than halved, which is incredible. So just when I was a teenager, things were a lot more grim than they are now as far as extreme poverty goes. But unfortunately, in the last sort of three years or so, with COVID coming along and, and a bit of climate change starting to take effect, that number for the first time in, in a few decades has started to slowly increase, uh, which is heartbreaking as you can imagine. Uh, meeting these people in Laguru was just such a blessing, you know, despite all their hardship and everything they're facing, they are people who are industrious, they are optimistic, and they're hopeful. And I got to see, I was very lucky, getting to see firsthand that a lot of that hope was coming from the seeds that were planted, both figuratively and literally, by what World Vision were doing over there. Um, but the, the, the place that I want to speak with you about today is, is just a little distance from there. Because things have gone so well, uh, it, the, the way it works with World Vision is when things are rolling, it's time to move on. And 
that we're at that point now. And there's a project that I want to introduce you to in, a, in an area and a people, and it is called Lalogi Lakwana in Uganda. So that gives you a bit of a, an idea of where we are uh, on the map. Uh, it is uh, part of northern Uganda. There are about 30,000 people living in the area uh, in 14 villages. So it's the population of like a, a Timaru or a Blenheim kind of size. Uh, it's landlocked, so there's no ocean nearby. And uh, my friend Matt, who works at World Vision, was there recently, and he said, look, it was amazing. Talking to these people, I had to describe for them what waves were and an ocean and snow and mountains because none of these things are something they've ever seen. They don't get to travel. They're, they're very much living a very simple life, just getting by. And uh, it just that in itself blew me away. It's like the concept of, of how much we have and how much we we get to enjoy in Aotearoa. It's, uh, it's mind-blowing. Now, you can't talk about Uganda without mentioning the civil war that they've been through for a long time. Praise God that has ended now, but for over 20 years, there was just senseless carnage and chaos in Uganda, and tens of thousands of children were abducted uh, during that time to become child soldiers, which is just horrific. Um, the LRA were the rebel faction, and you may have heard the name Joseph Kony. He came from this area, the Logi Lakwana, and about 80% of the people he enlisted into his army were kids under 20. Uh, so very, very serious stuff. And at the peak of the conflict, there were 2 million Ugandans living in refugee camps. Uh, awful conditions, just trying to be protected from what was going on in the outside world within Uganda. Um, and the, the, the real sad upshot of all that was that there was a whole generation of kids, apart from the trauma, but they also lost the sense of um, being passed down the generational wisdom of how to farm and how to grow crops and, and actually live a sustainable lifestyle. It all got lost because of the war. And so part of the big mission that World Vision has for La Logi Lepuana is to, is to give, give back and replace all that, that was lost in those years. It's a, it's a big job, but it's, it's awesome. Now, I just want to introduce to you a man by the name of Stephen on this next slide. He's from La Logi Lepuana, and uh, when he was just 12 years old, this is typical, him and his friend were walking home from school, and a jeep pulls up, and a bunch of guys jump out with guns, and they point their guns at Stephen, and they say to him, get in the truck, or we're gonna shoot you. And he had that choice. It was obviously a, a no-brainer. He jumped in the truck and he was enlisted into the LRA. And his story uh, is, is an awful one in the, in the early stages of his life. He had to do things no child should have to do, was ex exposed to a lot of trauma, uh, and, and things for him looked quite dire for a number of years. So fast forward, and he was able to uh, essentially escape, he was arrested uh, by the government for being part of this thing that he never wanted to be in the first place, put into jail, uh, a very sad story. But when he was released, praise God, World Vision were in the area and they had begun work, they'd begun connecting with the people. And they were there for Stephen, they were able to connect with him. And the awesome sort of turnaround is that uh, Stephen is now working as a pastor in the Lalogi Lakwana area. He, he found God through World Vision, and uh, he went through Bible college, 
and he now runs courses. One of the other sad things about the area is that violence was just like the norm. And so for a lot of fathers who, as were young kids exposed to a lot of violence, all that happens is they, they think that's the way forward. They think that's how things work out. If things aren't going right, violence is used. So Stephen has got a real heart for teaching men how to be really great um, parents and husbands, to not beat your child, don't beat your wife, you know, all these things that we sort of take for granted, but needs to be, needs to be adjusted uh, over there. And he's got such an amazing ministry going on doing that. And it all started because of that inter- intersection with World Vision and how that changed his life. So that's just one small example of, of how things come, come together when, you know, we invest and help World Vision do what they do. Now, the next slide shows a photo of Stephen's sons. They're listening as he relays his story to the World Vision team. And I'm sure it must have been hard for them to, to hear their father's story. He'd only recently begun to share it. And so these, these young men now are listening to what their father went through. And I th- I'm sure the gravity of it all would have been sinking in and how blessed they are to, to have a father who is setting a new way for their family and starting a new culture within their family and, and spreading it within Uganda. Um, he, he has quite a large family now, so there's a shot there too of Stephen with his, his boys and um, his wife there. And yeah, uh, thing, they are thriving. They are, they are uh, you know, able to share God's message and so much life has been brought into their family. It's, it's incredible. Now, one major theme in the Bible, and y- you'll know this, but it's sometimes easy to forget, is the legitimizing of people at the bottom. You know, so there are so many examples of rejected sons or sinners, lepers, outsiders. And God is, is always using these people and turning, turning that kingdom that we create upside down into his kingdom and using them for good. Um, you know, you can think of Moses, who he was stuttering and, and had no sort of real communication skills. God turned him into an amazing leader. Um, Abraham, he blessed him greatly. He was a nobody, but he became someone great. God chose Israel's first king, Saul, from the smallest and weakest tribe of Benjamin. It, it just doesn't make sense, you know? God chose Rachel, who was barren, who bore Joseph, and Sarah, who bore Isaac. Um, and he chose King David, you know, the youngest and least experienced of his father Jesse's sons, to go against and, and become who he became. There are so many countless examples of Matthew 2016, of the, the last becoming first. But without us, as God's hands and feet, um, we need to be looking after the poor and the helpless. Um, religion, if we don't, ends up just being about property instead of human pain. It becomes all about status quo instead of people's suffering, and it becomes about triumphalism instead of truth. So I love World Vision because at the very core of what they do, they are putting the last first, and they're asking us to be the servant and to serve these people and to make a change. Dignity and love are key and such a fundamental part of what they do. And, and they don't come into a community when you get this opportunity. They don't come into the community with all the wisdom and knowledge telling this community how they're doing everything wrong. It's not like that. The, the, dignity and lo- the dignity and the love is there. And what they do is they get alongside, they 
get a better understanding of what the needs are, and then they work with the community to make change. They don't just come in and try and put a Band-Aid over it, which is great. Uh, I also love, and I've seen this firsthand as well, that once World Vision have left the community, things keep expanding and growing and improving, which for me is really important. If I'm, if I'm gonna be giving my hard-earned dollars to someone and wanting to see some change, I don't want it to just end up in a black hole and disappear again. I, I want there to be sustainable and lasting change. And that is a huge part of what World Vision are focused on, is making sure that things make a difference for the long run, not just temporarily, which is awesome. Um, and I've also seen, probably the, the, the coolest part that I've seen is this ripple effect that happens. So World Vision enter a community, they start working with the local people, and then very quickly, you start to see a ripple effect and a multiplication effect happening where word spreads. It's like, hey, I know how to grow crops better. You need to start you know, mulching here. You need to start building these, um, you know, all, all the techniques that are used by these people to, to simply grow what they need get spread out. And, and it reminded me when I was there seeing it of the fish and the loaves and the miracle of Jesus just giving a little bit and it multiplying out. And it's like, man, that's actually that happening in real life. It's, it's incredible. And it starts with just a little bit that we give, and bang, it, it changes everything. So I love that about it too. Um, now, Will Vision, they've been doing development work for a long time, as you saw in the video, uh, with Dr. Bob Pierce starting things way back in the Korean War. So Will Vision, I can you know, fully assure you, have been become sort of masters at what they do. They, they're on the top of the pile of NGOs working in these communities. They really uh, get maximum value for dollar. And I'm big on that. I, I love value. I love, you know, love, you know, shopping certain places, getting the extra large size for the extra cheap, all of that sort of stuff. It's like, I want to see that in other places around the world too, not just here in New Zealand. And um, that for me has been, yeah, fantastic to see. Now, that's all kind of the practical stuff, right? But now I just want to show you a video of how when we give and when we connect and make investment, how it can change not just the, the food situation, the health situation, but it can also change the mind and the spirit of someone. This is a powerful video. This is a little story about Nancy, so check this out. from a broken family. There was no love. There was a lot of mistreatment from my stepdad. And I watched the other girls getting married one by one such that by class seven I was the only girl. At the end of every term there were complaints from the community that the teachers were adding all the boys' marks to this girl. Because I used to be top in school, I used to be top in class. I remember that day the teachers called us for an assembly. We were taken to a separate classroom. Write about yourself. That I can conclude must have been the first letter to my sponsor. The next time we were called, I received a letter. And she sent me a photo. 
I remember one of her letter where she said your photo is in my bedroom so every time when I wake up I see your beautiful smile and I was like yeah finally there's nothing wrong with me that's what I felt I felt like there's someone out there who cares who is interested in me you see where your money went this is what I did this is what I've done I'll be very grateful to her that what you did is what made me choose my current career and that what you did is what is still driving me to want to grow into someone else the kind of change you wanted to see in that little girl's life is what I've always remembered that if I work hard Yes, I knew, you know, I was hoping at least that I was helping, but I had no idea to what extent that would go. That's so beautiful, wasn't it? I just love how that selfless act of obedience uh, by Georgie, it turned Nancy's life around radically, made a huge difference. It, it really brought to life Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, I have plans to give you hope and a future. And, and that was the difference. That was the key. Uh, so this morning, I would love to give you an opportunity to be involved in all this exciting stuff. Uh, but it's a little different. It's called chosen. Uh, in a setting like this, typically what would have happened would be I would have said, hey, if you'd like to sponsor a child, um, you can do that. Um, there's, it's $54 a month and the proceeds will help doing all the work that I've sort of been explaining about. Uh, but someone at World Vision had this, like, really great idea. They thought, hang on a minute, we, we, we're doing it again. We're privileged people. We have much. And we're sitting here, and we are going up to a table. There may be a few children there that are looking to be sponsored. And we're thinking, oh, I like this child, this, this little girl from India, and, and I my family would love to sponsor her. We're choosing, right? We've got all the power. Someone at World Vision thought, why don't we turn that upside down? You know, this is, this is God's kingdom. Why don't we put the, the, the last first and the first last? And so this concept of chosen was, was born. And I love it. Instead of us blessed people, hashtag blessed people, getting the chance to choose, we give that chance to a child. So how it happens is, uh, this morning, the World Vision team would love to have you, your photo taken. Uh, and they've got a camera set up in the corner over there. They can make you look insta-fabulous, so don't worry. It's gonna be awesome. And what happens is that photo gets sent over in not too long to La Logi Laquana. And they'll print out those photos over there and they'll put them up on a big wall and there'll be a party held. Okay, there's gonna be singing, dancing, and the opportunity for a select number of kids who match the right number of people who have said, yes, I'd like to be chosen, will come in and they'll get an opportunity to, to look at these photos and it'll be all your smiling faces and they'll be like, I like the look of this guy, Richard. He's a good dude. I like his mustache. 
<laughs> and they will choose you. So I just think that is how it should be, and I love it. It's a, it's a great concept. So as I say, it's $54 a month for sponsorship. Now, the money doesn't go directly to the child. You, you get to connect with the child and liaise with them if you'd like to, tell them a little bit about yourselves. And I think there is something really valuable in that. But instead of the money directly going to their pocket, World Vision understand that would create inequality within a community. That's not what they're after. So the money is used collectively and upscaled to create a, more of what's needed uh, for the community itself. But the, the key bit is you saying, yes, I will be chosen by you, by these children, and stepping forward. It's, it's an, ep an epic blessing to be able to give. So after that party happens in a week or so's time, then the kids who have chosen you, this is where it gets a bit complicated, but the kids who have chosen you will stand with your photo and they'll get a photo taken. So you get to see them holding your photo and that will come back here. And then in a couple of weeks, do we know the date? Oh, it's just next week. Okay, it's all happening very quickly, that's good. Next week, there will be a photo of this child with you saying, this is me, this is, I've chosen you. And that's gonna be a special time. So that's what I would love to invite you today to be part of. You know, uh, we, I, I don't know about you, but I have like subscriptions to Netflix and I pay for Apple storage here and I've got the $54 a month. It may be a stretch. I understand that. But do take some time to think, what could I, what could I do to, uh, I guess, sacrifice a little of what I have to make it possible to help someone else? I'd, I'd encourage you to do that. And I think what you'll find is through doing that, you'll, you'll be blessed. It is just a weird way in which our kingdom of God works, and I love it. It's, it's not the way the world tells us things work, but it, it works, and it's so cool. So, you know what? E extreme poverty is like a prison. You know, it, it really does lock people up. Um, but through Chosen, we get this opportunity to unlock that prison, and the doors swing open, and people are set free. It is amazing. Now, these kids over in Lalogi Lakwana, they know this is happening. This is exciting. They're, they are pumped. They get the opportunity to choose and to be a blessing, and it empowers them. Uh, they, they don't get a lot of choice. It's just worth noting, you know, they live in this community. It's very simple. From what they get to eat each day, it'll almost guaranteed involve a thing called ugali, which is just a, like a cornmeal kind of porridge situation. It's, it's one of the staple things that people in Uganda eat, very simple. There's not a lot of nutrition in it, but it's all they have. They don't get to choose what they wear. These kids will generally have one set of clothes, and if they're lucky enough to go to school, they might get a school uniform. If they have a school uniform, they'll wear that 24-7. You know, that I, I've seen them, it's, it's the weekend, they're still wearing their uniform because that's all they've got. It's, it's incredible, the difference, and the way in which we can make such a radical change. Um, yeah, to know the blessing more profoundly by, by submitting yourselves to being chosen is probably the, the key, what I'd ask you today. Uh, to bring a semblance of balance where in Jesus' prayer, he prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done. Now, I wanted to show you, uh, so you get a good understanding of how it all works and the, the, the beauty of it. 
uh, a little video about how Chosen works and the steps through, and then I'm going to ask Pastor Richard to come and just share uh, final thoughts. So check this uh, last clip out. In the heart of downtown Chicago, hundreds gathered who wanted to sponsor a child through World Vision. But unlike so many sponsorship events before, this one was a bit unexpected. Instead of having people choose a kid from a set of photos, like sponsorship's been done for decades, we did something that we've never done before. Now, the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future, to pursue their God-given gifts, to become change-makers in their communities, and even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. ourselves disciples of Jesus and that simply means we follow him and I just wonder I'm sitting here wondering what he would do um, I don't think he'd be concerned about the temperature of the air conditioning in the building I think he'd be very concerned about people suffering and we as a church want to do what Jesus does and carry that heart and carry that call to reach people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's always been part of who we are and what we do and we call it social responsibility in our, our phrase and we really want to up our game locally, hence the t-shirts, and internationally, and we're really happy, more than happy to partner with World Vision. We have, um, I've been around this planet now for 57 years, I think. I can't remember a day when I didn't know about World Vision. In fact, we have extended family who were employed there for many years. 
they're an organization that's got longevity and credibility. And I have no doubt about their financial stewardship. And I can endorse them fully. Personally, I can do that. Um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity for us as an individual people. In fact, I would love for there to be not less than 20 sponsorships in this room today. Wouldn't it be a great goal? I think 20, walking out of here knowing there's 20 children and, and a whole community, which by the way, did you pick up, is 36,000 people. It feels to me like just our local church could make a difference in that community. That doesn't sound too big to me. I live on the North Shore. I don't know how many are there, but it's going to be hundreds of thousands. Our suburbs might have that many people. So my wife and I, we definitely are going to endorse and, and sponsor a child. I know the EUs are, and this might bless your heart. Our youth, our youth have decided to downgrade their budget for pizzas on a Friday night and carve out $54, or can I put it a bit more abruptly, $1.80 per day. I personally spend around 15 to 20 bucks a day on coffees, two or three espressos at my favorite cafe. But our youth have said, they voted unanimously, let's, do, let's sponsor a child as a ministry. That's three right there. And um, how about you? $1.80 a day. I really want to encourage you to do that. We, we fully want to get involved. It's exciting. I'm very mindful as we look through the New Testament. Of course, I'm a, a pastor. I've got to go back to Scripture. We've got to anchor things theologically. And I am really grateful that Nathan has, has given us some key Scriptures. But I want to tell you today, the Gospel is not just telling people about the death and resurrection of Christ. It's not just preaching at them. The gospel, very strongly, you can't exclude it. It's right through the gospels and indeed the early church with the apostles is the expression of love and compassion. The care, I love what Jackie said, a global caring. It's so true. And so we, I feel as a church, we have lent the other direction in terms of proclamation, but I'd love us as a local church to to grow in our demonstration locally and internationally. I think this is a great, great initiative. I love the concept. I mean, intellectually, I got it when I heard about it, but just really appreciate, appreciating the power of choice. That didn't occur to me until you said that. I'm giving these children, you know, I can't wait. I'm now regretting the fact that I'm not here next Sunday. I'm in, with our church and told on I'd love to be here to have that experience and see Many of us just light up with joy knowing that we can make a difference. We can make a difference, people. Isn't that true? I love it. Galatians says it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in us. If you're a Christian, as I am, I've let my life go. I'm here for the glory of Christ to be his hands and feet, to serve and to give. That is the true gospel. It's not this pursuit of comfort and entertainment and filling buildings with dissatisfied Christians. It's about going outside the court, the four walls, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly where you'll find Jesus and Paul and Peter and countless others who live 
like Jesus. And we have that opportunity as well. So thank you, Nathan. Thank you, George. Thank you to World Vision. Thank you, Pastor Weong, for the connection. He was the bridge builder to make this happen. And I think we can do 20 sponsorships easy, honestly. I think we can do it. I think maybe my faith is too small. But I'm going for 20. Three are already taken. Sorry, too late. There's only 17. No, I'm joking. Let's bust out and do that. And we're, we're so glad. And so aren't you challenged? Aren't you really challenged? Um, gosh, I'm very careful and conscious not to use any form of manipulation. But I'm very challenged in my core how often I'm conscious of, of you know, complaining about different things. So praise God. Um, please take advantage of this. Please follow the leading of God. That's all I want you to do as your pastor. Amen. Amen. Nathan's going to sing another song for us this morning. Thank you, Richard. Uh, I thought, you know, uh, it would be, I'll, I'll explain the nuts and bolts in a second, but I, I just thought it would be really cool to stand together and sing a blessing over these these beautiful children in the Logi Lakwana uh, with the song, The Blessing. Lord, bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. Sing that again. Lord, bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. 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 Thousand 
generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping and rejoicing he is for you 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 amen Thank you so much for this gathering of, of your people, Lord God, your whānau. And I thank you for the blessing that they are to bestow upon these people in La Lakwana and, and what an impact it's going to have for generations to come, Lord. It is truly amazing. I just pray your blessing upon these people. Amen. Hey, now, real quickly, the way it works is uh, there's, there are cards nearby. There's a QR code, you know how those work, just open your phone camera and it'll click you to a link and you're able to uh, begin the sign up process there. But if you get stuck, it's very easy. George and, I'm sorry, Jess is also there. Thank you. Hey Jess. And um, they'll be able to help you out if you get stuck, but that's how to get started. They can take your photo or you can upload one if you've got one already that you kind of fancy, you know. And uh, that's all, all to be done. So thank you so much. It's been uh, a real blessing to be part of your family today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. To know more about Every Nation Auckland City, you can visit our website at www.everynationauckland.city. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.